0: Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up,
1: wake up, wake up. Hurry up, girl. creatives on campus community. It is so so good to be back with season two of It's a Different World with Creatives on Campus. We have so much in store for you this season. Before we get into today's episode, I want to just share with you a little bit about Creatives on Campus in case you are new to this. For us, creativity is not something we do. It is who. We are, it is who we are. And so our mission is to support emerging creatives embarking on the discovery, development, and fulfillment of their gifts and industry talents. Our vision is to empower those same leading student creatives and professionals into the evolving workforce equally as both industry leaders and creative visionaries. It's a lot to unpack. Stay
0: tuned, stay tuned.
1: So it is a different world of creatives on campus where we explore all things creatives, campus culture, and community. I am your host, Brittany T. And I am super excited today because we are going to be talking with a really good friend of mine named Sonovia Garrett. Sonovia, how are you? I am good. How are you? I was like, "What's that baby voice?" Hi.
0: <laughs> I was like, actually trying to put my headphones in the thing, and then I was like, "Oh snap! She's talking to me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> so." All
1: good. All good. But no, thank you for taking the time out to speak to our listeners, our students, our creatives. Um, we are, I'm very excited about this interview, just on the strength of kind of how we met and how we connected. And um, yeah, I'm just
0: excited. We here. It's a good day. Yes.
1: Yes. So let's just get straight to it. Um, share with us a little bit about who you are as a creative, um, just your artistry in general, um and
0: whatever you got popping we need to know about just share what does synovia have popping okay so i am synovia that's my instagram twitter facebook everything that's my handle um spell my name right amen and um let them know right s-a-n-o-v as in vibrance i-a okay um So I consider myself and my creativity, um, I've been trying, it's like, it's very difficult to try to put it into one thing, but I feel like if I had to put it into one thing to kind of vacuum this all up and say, I know I do a lot of things, but I would say I strive to be as much as possible a storyteller. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me, I actually was invited to Indiana, which is where I'm from. And I was invited to Indiana for this, um, this on-ramp creative entrepreneur three-day course, which is absolutely amazing. And there they had us work on our unique value propositions. So it's kind of like your your uh, elevator pitch in a sense, but it's like maybe if you had a little bit more time to talk to them, this is what you say. So I'm actually just going to read it. It's from my website, which is iamsanovia.com, And this is what I came up with. This was about a month ago. It's early May. So I said, using vocal and poetic performances – synovia i instigate an instinctual full body expression that sparks the audience to infuse more authenticity and joy in their everyday lives that was the basic sentence Come then <laughs> then i ended with she is an energetic storyteller who entirely approaches art from an experimental moment by moment basis using the audio visual artistry arts so to make that make sense, <laughs> um, I feel like I like to capture moments as much as possible. I feel like my artistry is always evolving. Um, if I had to like not be all extra vague, I mean, Brittany knows this, but I am a singer, a songwriter. I play guitar. I'm a poet. I'm trying to embrace this whole, I think I'm decent at writing thing because I think I am. Cool. I just be playing myself. <laughs> um, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty legit at writing poetry for, I'll be reading some of my stuff. I was working on some stuff last night and I was like, yo girl, this is good. Like, I don't know if it's just cause it's mine or what, but awesome. it's good. Um, so yeah, I'm a writer. Uh, when I say audio visual arts, I'm the type of person who, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll catch me dancing in my room. Um, just, just expressing myself. Uh, I also like to kind of create in the moment. So I'm the person who likes to freestyle. Um, throw some music on drop some words let's get it um I do it a lot of time when I go to lyrical cafe plug plug open mic in Philadelphia um so I always just let the audience kind of kind of push me I like to I like to collaborate I think that's really what it is so um but yeah I could say a whole bunch but I think those are the main the main things that I do
1: yeah and I think like even while I'm listening to you talk to me it's like storyteller creative like all of these words that some some ways are very interchangeable depending on who's using them right um, but basically just living in the moment of, of inspiration and and the vehicle for how that is delivered could be different it could be poetic it could be exactly involved, it could be through dance um, so I love all of that because it resonates One of the things, one of the words you use in your description was instigate. And I thought that was a very interesting word choice, but I love it. Tell us more about that.
0: Yeah. So, so when I was at the event, actually, I had only known these people for about, I don't know, maybe two, three hours. Right. And we had, we started to work on these unique value propositions. Um, and I used the word encourage. I was like, I really like to encourage and inspire and then the people were like, no, you're more than that. Like, it was, I had to let other people speak Ooh. to me. They're like, you do something more. Like, you kind of, and I'm like, like I said, these are people who just met me, right? So I think having that fresh perspective, somebody who hasn't known me a long time, was very, like, enlightening. And I was like, oh, they're like, no, you need something a little more. Like, you're not just this, like, oh, I'm going to encourage you type person. Like, you're, you're kind of forceful in a sense. Or you kind of come in and it's like, yo, this is what's up. Like, this is what we're doing. So... they actually off like I think I want to say somebody suggested instigate I think they were like what about like instigate or you kind of like or it wasn't instigate I came up with instigate but I think somebody said that I uh do visceral like uh, you know and sometimes visceral is like a uh, it could be a kind of offensive type thing like you know so I thought of a different I was like "Mm, I wouldn't say offensive but I would say like I, I try to come in with some type of like power and force and And I'm right in your face. And, and I'm probably going to, I want to make you get up. I want to make you move. I want to make you like rethink like, oh man, maybe I could do this too. So I think that instigating part, um, and and the line says instigates and instinctual because really I'm not trying to instigate you to do what I want you to do. I'm trying to instigate you to already do and be who you are in a Mm -hmm. sense. So I think that's like the big thing with that instigating thing, but but the way I'm doing it honestly is just by being myself, right like I'm not like really giving you a formula. The formula is be you like try to be you as much as possible, and then I think that by people viewing me as just like being silly, Sonovia, like a lot of people are like, man, you are just crazy girl, you silly, you you this, you're that. I think it sometimes encourages them to just be like, I'm just going to be myself. Sanofi would be around here running around on Instagram. Why don't I do it too? You know, or why don't I just do the thing I like to do? So yeah, I think that's that instigate part.
1: I think it's like, you know, people say even about like comedians that people find them funny because they say things people won't say. They do Mm things people might be thinking, but won't do. And I think, you know you definitely, having been in space with you, have a gift, and it's not not relating you to a comedian, but where you're able to tap into your own authenticity and that energy is mm-hmm. contagious and not just it's not even like you like I think what you're doing is dope because it's not like I'm here just to be myself in a way that's gonna make you have a good time, but I'm here to empower or the word you use to instigate you to also tap into that within yourself, which I, I don't know many people who have made that a part of their mission in life. So I I think that is like incredibly unique and, and it's hard to do (laughs) right now. Uh, You said what? I feel like it's even teaching me something right now because I feel like oftentimes I am like, I feel the pressure of having to perf- not perform, but to be on point and to mm-hmm. be comfortable and to make sure others are comfortable. And even in situations where it feels a little tense, I have to be like the person will be like, okay, y'all, it's all good. Let's let's bring the energy, let's bring the vibe, but like taking it to another level, which what I hear you saying, you're doing where you're like now teaching that to others.
0: Yeah. I'm trying oh, for sure. <laughs>
1: I am so definitely doing it. I be I be seeing you. I be seeing your stories. I, you, you're doing it.
0: I think it's 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 dope. Thank you. Thank you, Brittany. Britt. Thank Thank you. You doing it, so I be doing it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: as that person, like I think, and I'll say for me, and I'm and I want to ask you some of sometimes I think people think I'm more confident than I feel.
0: Mm, mm mm-hmm.
1: Because they see me like you know trying to live my best life. Um even even when it ain't that pretty. What is the internal struggle of how you show up in spaces versus how you sometimes might feel just on an every day?
0: I love listening to Oprah Winfrey's um super soul conversations. Mm-hmm. And there was one with Amandla Stenberg. Stenberg I think that's how you say her last name. Okay. And um she was talking about authenticity as a form of activism. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's hard to be yourself. Um, and it, it seems like it shouldn't be that hard, but we grow up in a society where you you kind of are trying to fit into the societal norms or you're in a space, like maybe you're a black person in like a predominantly white space, which is like half of the world. But, you know, like, <laughs> and I think you kind of dumbed down who you are for the sake of like kind of what you were hinting at or saying you know the comfortability of other people so i would say my biggest struggle honestly is probably making sure that Sonovia shows up every day um because i'm constantly like fighting within myself honestly um if people can hear my internal dialogue on a regular basis my god um look, look, I be talking to myself and I literally go through so many things and so many feelings and emotions. And, um, it's like, I have to, I have to, I have to force myself some days, honestly, to be myself. So like the last couple of days, actually, it kind of knocked me off my block. Right. So I kind of you know I was used to I'm used to being the person like people see on social media and they see that I'm dancing or they see that I'm doing my freestyle fr- you know or freestyle I think Tuesday one take Tuesdays and you know all these type of things and then I just stopped like I just a lot of times I get silent when I'm like being impacted by the energy that's around me um, and then I think I think a lot of things have to deal with the energy that's around you because why am I afraid to? when I get this urge, I used to talk about this 2017, when you like, when me and you, I think were, we was, we was pretty, I think we were, when I was nomadic Novi, you Mm -hmm. know, I was doing my, my thug thizzle at that time and everybody was following my journey of just like moving from place to place. And, um, at that time, like there were moments where I just wanted to like go dance in the rain or I wanted to go dance in the park or I wanted to like, movement always finds me. I don't know why, but movement, as far as like, especially dancing and whatever. Like, I feel like I have to move. So like, but why am I so afraid to go do that? Right? Like, why does it matter? Why, why are some of these people on social media so famous because they just go out there and act a fool because that's who they are. Most of the time, they're a comedian going back to the comedian thing they're like, Oh, I can do this. This is me. I like to, I like to be funny. I like to run around. I like to dance. I like to, now I'm going to be me and I'm authentic, authentically showing the world myself and it's paying me, you know, and I'm going all over the place right now. But yeah. I just think I just think the big thing for me is just like, you know, being being myself. I mean, even in um, I think also in 2017, I was at the Campolo uh Institute for Social Justice at Eastern University. And one of the uh participants raised their hand and they're like, I really think not being yourself is a social justice issue. Mm-hmm. And I was like, It is. Like, and that's always stuck with me because it really is a social justice issue. Like we're trying to find like who we are in a world that's already trying to tell you who you can be, but you're also like, but nah, like I, I feel differently. I have an urge that's differently. Like I, I know that I'm supposed to do this. I know that. So I think, I hope I answered your question. I'm all over the place, yeah. but I think I, I answered the question. But for me, it's just, it's being myself. And I know that I'm not the only one. Like I literally know i'm not the only one like all of us are out here trying to just be be ourselves and that's why i have pack light because it's supposed to be about being you you know being that person honestly and i've been switching the focus not being who you want to see shine in the world but being who you already are because really i think things are already inside of us but we just have to like almost like relearn and retract that from everything we've learned in elementary school and middle school and high school and college and then we have to say, okay, now who am I actually? <laughs> you know, I've learned these things, but who am I? Like, and and who who is this person that I'm showing to the world versus the person that I know that I really am.
1: I want to hold on to pack light because I want to talk to you more about that. Okay, Um, but changing gears a little bit um, and taking everything you just said, this show is for the college creative who is in this very like standard, traditional, um, you know, environment of education, higher education, trying to also be an artist or trying to also pursue whatever that is for them in terms of their own creativity. Talk to me a little bit about your college experience and all of these things you're saying, like being yourself and Even the space, like, was there space? Were you a part of organizations that gave you that space to also kind of cultivate and discover or just
0: be? Yeah, so um, I went to a PWI, um, which most people, some people are like, what's a PWI? A predominantly white institution. Help us. Help our listeners. Um, It is a predominantly white institution. Everything that's not an HBCU essentially is a PWI. (laughs) <laughs> so um went to a PWI in Muncie Indiana which is where I'm from and um I mean it, I would say my experience I studied communication studies I started at psych but I was like I, I, ain't, I ain't trying to I ain't trying to do that so I <laughs> went to communication studies Loved the program loved the people was usually probably the only black person in my class <laughs> uh, maybe maybe two or three of us from time to time but usually it was kind of like that person um, so I always like to make jokes about being a black person and make other people feel awkward, but that's okay. You know, they used to be like, oh, that's just synovia. But anyways, that's besides the point. That's a sidebar. Um, so while I was there I, and, and me thinking about me being who I am now, I don't think I actually evolved much in college um, only because I stayed home. Now, I think, now I did live on campus for two of the years, but I literally lived in the city where I was born and raised, right? So for me, um, I think I kind of was already used to my like, you know, this is my speed, this is what I do. Um, And, you know, I mean, I'm adding the college experience, um, but I will say this. So when it came to my art, so I didn't start writing poetry really for real or taking spoken word seriously until college Um, because there there was this organization um called poetic summit and i was like okay you know i mean i've been writing like songs my whole life you know i checked them out and i visited and they used to put on this biggest show of the year called freak show freak show and um it it like amazed me i was like oh wow look at what these people are doing with words you know and, and and their presence on a stage and like it was crafted together as a show and growing up in muncie you don't see much like arts period Uh, It's not, especially not as African-American. I probably didn't have enough money to go to courses and classes that may be at the community center, things like that, like low income, et cetera, those type of issues. So, um, but when I was there, I I did Poetic Summit. I started to perform my poetry. I ended up uh, in the top 10 for the 2013 homecoming show, talent show, which is pretty major because it was in one of the biggest buildings on campus, uh, over a thousand people. You know, came and I performed this wonderful poem, my first poem that I ever like, really, really wrote, and uh, and it was about Jesus. I mean, I mentioned Jesus. And, you know, I'm like legit, like singing about Jesus, and I was like, "Yo, like I'm out here." At that point, I won't say I'm not saved anymore, but I'm just not like, you know, back then I was like, "Save, save, okay." Mm-hmm. <laughs> were, were you like a baby, and then you like just Jesus, everything, like? Um, but anyways, so I. I was just really proud of myself. And there was one person who came and I feel like this is one of the highlights of my college experience. One person who came to me out of those, like, I don't know if a thousand people were actually there. Maybe it's like eight, 700, something like that. But she came all the way up to the front after the show. And she's like, oh my gosh. She's like, that was me on that stage. And I was like, yo, I didn't even think like, this is, this is more than just about me. Like I was like at that moment, and this was a a young, probably, I don't know, white woman. I don't know what, she could have been something else. I'm not sure, but she looked white to me. So I'm going to say white. Um, And I I was just like, wow, like this is, like I said, this is way more than me. This is way more than, this is, this is storytelling in a sense. And I think this is where a lot of that kind of came together for me. Um, I also was the president of the gospel choir for three years so um yeah presidents come on el presidente um (laughs) and 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 that i mean that really shaped me in my leadership that really shaped me in um, my passion for like music and people and i would always get really creative and innovative because um i felt like you had to find ways to keep people you know like Mm -hmm. unfortunately everybody ain't just coming to like Jesus or coming to the choir just to do it no more. Like they need an incentive. So I was always coming up with things. um, You know, I came up with Hallowed Be Thy Name, which was for Halloween. Um, I came up with uh, VOT Sweet Melodies, which is when we did singing grams uh, around campus, came up with like uh, the, 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 um, what do you call it? It was like a flash mob, but we just would like pop up on campus and sing. like working on like marketing strategies and like, it, all of that, now granted, all of that didn't just come just for me. It was through ideas and through working with my executive team. But a lot of it came because I was like, okay, I can't, I can't just stay average, you know? And then I feel like I, I started to see myself even in that as a leader, as a person who always kind of wanted to rub up against or maybe instigate, you know, mm-hmm. the, the, what was normally done. Like, oh, they did that last year. That's cool. Let's try something new, you know? And these are things that they're still implementing to my knowledge to this day. Um, in the choir. And I'm just like, wow, they came during like, quote, my, my term as president, um, a lot of those things. So my college experience as a whole, um, when it comes to tying it to my creativity, I feel like my undergrad experience was definitely a, uh, I'm trying to think of if it was like a journey. I feel like it was like the, wherever I, I was walking somewhere, it was like the hallway it was like, it, it, it taught me quite a bit. I mean, it was kind of like, okay, yeah, cool, cool, cool. I see some pictures here. I see this. But I think when I went to grad school, I think that's when things opened up a bit more for me because of what I studied in particular. Um, mm-hmm. so, so yeah, so I, I think with grad school, I ended up doing urban studies with a focus in community arts. So with that, I was able to actually focus my work on how to use the trauma-informed arts-based perspectives to like, work with youth of color or youth you know who are on the the fringes of society and things of that nature so um yeah i'm gonna stop talking though because i feel like i've been talking for like 10 minutes (laughs) and and i feel like you could come in with a question like
1: no it's all good it's all good i mean it all it all answers the question just in different ways Mm -hmm. um the one thing that kind of sticks out to me is that um over over the fall i had um Took the liberty to be included in some um, undergraduate student organizations at the campus, um, and I'm just because this is my show, I can do what I want. <laughs> I'm just at Rowan University because I really am trying to push them to make this a priority. Um, there were there are no graduate student organizations, and so that was like a big grievance for me as a student who, you know, I thrive in community. I mean, I, a community that makes sense for me. Like, I, I I, appreciate it. So when there is nothing and it's just like, okay, you're just tapping in for school, for mm. the classroom experience, and then that's it. It's kind of like, okay, I have this knowledge piece, but that I don't have anything to buffer it with. I don't have the choir. I don't have uh, even just you know, at, at the doctoral level, I'm like, you know, it's got to be a way that we can get something organized to have just even conversation to kind of unpack all this stuff we're talking about, like something. So I inserted myself into some undergraduate student organizations. And I mean, there's a drastic difference, a drastic enough difference in age and experience and, you know, different things that really made that challenging, even for me, because I'm like, kind of critiquing in my mind what they're doing, how they're doing it. And Mm -hmm. um, it just made me really think like, wow, I wish in higher ed, we were more strategic, even with you being like getting that experience of leading your choir and being president, like even the cultivation of that, like yes, not just throwing somebody into a position as an 18, 19, 20 year old and like, yes, letting them lead, but like they're being like, layers of of even mentorship and guidance like in those processes um whether it's choir or whatever it is like just more intentionally cultivating students in the creative way in the same way that they're being
0: cultivated educationally like I think yeah I think that's like and now that you say that because even during my like time as the president I didn't have I think for the first year I didn't really have a, a, a mentor or like an advisor, mm-hmm. but then the second two years um, I did have somebody who made sure that we intentionally set meetings, you know, once a week, like let's talk about what you want to do for the choir. Let's talk about what you're going to bring to the exec team. Like let's, let's talk about the, the longevity. And let's also talk about a transitional plan for when you leave, what things can you leave for people that are coming? Mm-hmm. So I think it, sometimes it's, it's sad that there's those huge gaps I think in educational spaces where it, and honestly, some of it has to do with funding. Some of it has to do with like, that's not just not the lack of our, like, I mean, that's not where we're, we're focused on as a university, like, you know, things like that, but also maybe as students, us intentionally seeking, you know, that help, like, Hey, I'm the president of this organization or Hey, I'm just in this organization, but I, I want to know how I can really like capitalize off this. Because when I was in college, you see, I didn't really, I didn't name too many organizations because most of my energy was just focused on, like, the mm-hmm. choir, and I did the poetry for a little bit, um, but the rest of it was mostly just, I was in class, I had to work, like, things like that. Um, I think I was a part of the Asian American Student Club for a little bit, and Latino Student Union um, for a little bit, too, but most of those were, like, class assignments, so then I, like, joined for a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel like, also, and maybe this is just kind of a sidebar, but when you go to college get involved in it as much as possible like do whatever you can and when there are gaps i think now that i look back i'm like yo i could have been the i could have been the person who could fill that though Mm -hmm. or i could have maybe at least sparked the conversation um for for that but sometimes you don't really notice it i think until you leave yeah and then or if you're in it maybe you just feel like i'm not eh, i'm not gonna bother that you know i'm not gonna yeah
1: yeah it's it's you know like even what you're saying like in terms of having like a succession plan, and like I mean these are all things that depending on your major, and you're learning about anyway like I know for me, I study business management and business business um lord business administration, <laughs> and so it's like we're talking about like how to grow a business, we're talking about like you know. Uh, leadership and teams and communication its just like if there was uh, intentional space to put that to work and like as a part of the learning experience and I'm just I'm saying all this because as I'm speaking it I'm just grafting my future university
0: that I'm going to have on my come on come on somebody because I'm just Uh, like
1: I'm not complaining about it I just this is just what I see in terms of like creatively I think people are, whether they know it or not, they need to be cultivated and they want Mm -hmm. to be cultivated in ways that are intentional. People want to have mentors, even if they don't know they want a mentor or need a mentor. Um, You know, nobody wants to just start a job and be thrown into an assignment that they haven't been given no kind of instruction on or nothing. So I think, I think one of the things that I'm seeing in our generation is like people who are kind of, okay, I didn't get this. I didn't have this. And so I'm going to create something to make (laughs) sure that other people have it. But in that way, we're still working from a deficit, right? Like we're creating from the point of a deficit, of a need.
0: Yeah. Out of a void.
1: So it's great because we, we become agents of change for the next generation, but it's also essentially not great because if the need was never filled we are like operating from the point a place of like hurt or a place of you know ignorance even in some ways because we didn't get the information or we didn't get what we needed and so it's like how can we just do a better job at helping the creative on this journey like not just creatively but like really creating this this merger, this, this this merger of of knowledge and creativity, um, I'm just I'm just taking
0: over your interview with no, uh-uh, girl. Go ahead. This is how it works. This is how ideas come. <laughs> we just start talking and we bounce back and forth, and you're like, ooh, I, I think the thing I was thinking of, honestly, it was just like like going back to what you said. I think it has to be intentional relationships, and yeah. I think they have to come in the form of mentorship, usually. Like somebody like you, somebody like me, going back to a university and saying. Hey, I know y'all don't see this yet because you're in it. Sometimes you can't see things when you're in it. It's like I don't know. You're I'm trying to think of some deep uh, like metaphor or something, but it's not coming to mind. So, so like I don't know. Like you're just like you're too close. It's not like when people say you're too close to somebody to see like maybe their issues, or you're too close to yourself to see your issues. Yeah. So sometimes I think it's that that thing. But it's also, like you said, it's sometimes people do see the issue and they're, they're coming from a, f- a form of a void or a place of a void. And h- like, how do we step in to help them? But it's like, ev- it, you know, it's, it's like the, this, the church mentality. So I think of, and you probably know this, when you have a church But it's like the same core 16 people that do everything. They do the praise team, they do the the greeters, they they they, the ushers, uh, and they also do the the social media. And it's like, yo, we we also have to have more people coming together to do this. Because sometimes it's, the, the, Synovia is the creative and she's like, boom. And I'm trying to do everything, right? And I'm like, you know, and I feel like sometimes that, and then what, what happens? Burnout. So then we're at a space where it's like, okay, like, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not going to do anything really now. Cause now I'm burnt out mm-hmm. now. So yeah, I think, uh, but I, I never really got burnt out. I think I had, I think I was lucky enough to have a wealth of resources um, right. as far as my core team, especially thinking about like when I was the, the uh, president of the gospel choir, I think I never really felt lacking. You know, I felt like whatever we wanted to do, We did it. We got it done for the most part. Like we did it. So I can see how healthy an ecosystem can be when there are all the working and moving parts, like helping it to go to the place it wants to go.
1: Yeah. 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 So what are you tell us? And you know, I'm just switching gears again. Um, that's fine. (laughs) but, But not really because you now are working in education. Yes. Um, so, past undergrad, you went into grad school. Before we even get to what you're doing now, how was, how was the whole grad school experience?
0: Yo, grad school's great. Um, I pushed myself so much. I realized I could do a lot more than I ever imagined. Uh, there was one semester when I literally had five classes, and it was a summer, and I was like, yo, who do I think I am? <laughs> like, but in order for me to get done in two and a half years, it was like I had to do it. Like it was just like they were like, hey, you don't have to, but like you kinda have to. So when I did it and got a 4.0 that semester, I was like, okay, <laughs> you did that, girl. You you did this." So um, so yeah, like I grad school was great. I like I said, I did urban studies focusing community arts. I feel like it really pushed me because there a lot of the assignments were project based. So I actually have um, a website, it's like sanoviarts.weebly.com that, that I use as my portfolio for my coursework. So if anybody ever wants to check that out, but a lot of times my assignments, they were like, okay, if you were going to do a project, what would it look like? What would all the working pieces be? So I feel like that degree really started to equip me to be even more of a thought leader and a thought provoker and an instigator and you know all these other things. So I really appreciated it. I appreciated it that, I also could infuse a bit of my uh, uh, spiritual, you know, beliefs into it um, as a Christian, as a believer, and because it was a Christian university, so a lot of times some of the assignments will be focused in that area, but how can I also reach the urban audience or audience or just the audience in general? So I definitely, I loved it. I, I really did. I, I can't complain. And again, to go back to people who are serving as mentors, I had amazing I had amazing like, staff and faculty um, who really were invested in me and not just to get me through so they could be like, oh, there's another person that graduated through our program. You know, we got our enrollment. But it was like they really want to see me successful, and see me thrive. At this point of the interview, Sanofi and I actually
1: lost connection, although we did pick back up for part two. So we'll share part two of the interview in a separate episode. Stay tuned for that. In the meantime, if you've enjoyed the music that you've heard throughout this interview, be sure to download Synovia's newest EP entitled, You Have Everything You Need. Until next time, my name is Brittany T. And it is truly a different world with creatives on campus.
0: How you knock the door down, how'd you build your house? How you hit trauma in the smell? How'd you breathe in water? How did you watch that slaughter? Grow up without your father. How did you dream again? Like that ultralight beam again. How did you believe again? Watch the time go by, way by. Grace is settling at your feet again. So see.